Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in to Nick's Mail.Bag, presented by the Strickland and by all of you on Patreon and by our good friends at DraftKings, which we'll get to in just a minute. I'm Alex Wolf. I'm editor and chief of the Strickland, and also I host Locked on Nick's, and I am joined by my usual two co-hosts. Neither of them offended me today, so I'm going to do a quick coin flip in my head about who gets to get introduced first i just heard one of them snicker a little bit so for laughing at my joke zach Zach (laughs) delizio what's up buddy hey alex i was just appreciating your podcast host voice because like we're talking prior to the podcast and then you go podcast mode and it's like a you're like a actor you know what i mean it's great i'm impressed by it it's almost like i'm a professional yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Give it like 40 minutes and then I'll be full <laughs> on degenerate mode by the, by the end of this thing. Um, and then I'm also joined by my good buddy. Hmm, how do I introduce him today? I was going to go Marty, but you know, I'll just call you your name, man. Matt Weiss. How you doing, bud? Yeah, my name, right? Yeah, that's my name. <laughs> uh, good news, too. We will be joined in a couple of minutes by... The one and only James Marcita, uh, who's going to be here, I guess, after he puts his baby to bed. I think a couple of minutes is probably false advertising, but he'll be yeah, here. I don't know about setting the bar that high. But yeah. He'll have be here in a number of minutes, maybe. If we're lucky if he <laughs> yeah, decides to raise no guarantee he shows up at all. But there's <laughs> a decent chance. If you make it all the way through this podcast and he doesn't show up, sucks for you. Uh, not, you know. anyone, either way, it's going to the title of the podcast. But he yeah. made it. either way, you'll have to listen and find out. Yeah, I guess we'll see. All right. Uh, I'll give the quick Patreon pitch. If you're not supporting us on Patreon, you should. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash the Strickland or go to the strict.land and uh, click the Patreon link right there and check it out. If you enjoy our podcasts here on the Strickland Podcast Network or if you read the written word from the Strickland and you like it and you just want to like support people that you like, definitely consider doing that but 
the best part is you know you're not just supporting us for nothing if for six dollars a month you can get into our discord server which is one of the most bumping places in all of nixdom especially now that twitter is basically going to be broken in like a month uh probably a good time to get in on that action you also get a uh the friday edition of pod strickland in full which is uh, uh, quite a long episode typically. So you get that full episode instead of the free preview that we offer on the main feed. Uh, then if you go up to $9 a month, oh, I'm sorry, you also get the other mailed out bag with Drew Steele and usually Dallas Amico. So that's another thing that you get for $6. For $9, you can get the stricken roll pod with Schwinnie Poo, who just had Jake Fisher on today. Pretty solid get there uh, for that podcast. So that's pretty sick. Uh, or... Well, not or. And you get stuff from Matthew Miranda and some of our other great writers like Jeff Rasmussen uh, on the Patreon as well. So that's great. And then there are other tiers as well that go anywhere from 15 bucks to $100 if you really freaking love us. So definitely check those out. Patreon.com slash The Strickland. All right, uh, guys, let's hop right into these questions because I was entering these in. And I was like, God damn, we have like a million questions again. Uh, so first one comes from these are all from the discord. We've decided to just start doing it in the discord because we were doing discord and Twitter and somehow we were getting even more questions than what we have here. So we're just on discord now. Uh, Joe Nix wanted to know, how do you guys feel about a starting backcourt of Jalen Brunson and Emmanuel quickly going into the start of next season? Uh, Zach, what do you think? Oh, man, you know, it's interesting because I never really thought about it as starting backcourt. Like with that freezing, it's it's different. Uh, obviously, they can play together, but starting like that, uh, that's interesting. Obviously, the question is size, that guard. Uh, also, obvi- I mean, well, maybe not obviously. IQ is probably the closest thing you could get to someone his size being able to play up a lot, right? Like he's pretty small, but his his length, his defense – uh, allows him to kind of get away with a little bit more. Brunson less so. Uh, so I think it would be interesting and worth a shot, but, I mean, it depends on the roster around them as well, right? I, I think it's a little small. I think it's something that they will be using to close games potentially and potentially in the playoffs this year to close games as well. Yeah, I mean, I think this this implies that quickly is just going to play so well to end this year that they kind of have no choice, but to move Mm -hmm. them into the starting lineup. And if they did, I'd be fine with that. You know, I think like, I think Gavin and I talked about this on locked on Knicks a few, a couple weeks ago, like after the big Celtics game, I think. And I was like, you know, I don't have a problem with it. Like, cause those two seem to play, play really well together. Like the nice thing about IQ is that he's developed into such a, such a good player with and without the ball. And like, he's proved that he can defend up and down a little bit. Like he can do, he could defend ones. He could defend twos. He could do a decent enough job on threes because of his wingspan and his like defensive timing. So, I mean, I think I'm fine with him being the starting two guard on paper. That looks like a small backcourt to start games off with. But I mean, I don't think the quickly has given me any indication that he's not good enough defensively. That's a good point. And, and he's basically every time I do this, where I'm like, oh, maybe size, size doesn't matter. So <laughs> at a certain point, he's just that good. Yeah. yeah. And like wingspan matters. Like he's 6'3, yeah. but he has like a 6'10, 6'10 wingspan. And you see that mm-hmm. all the time. So um, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, I think that he's, uh, I think that he could start. I mean, I'd feel good about it. The only thing is, like, what does that mean for Quentin Grimes? And 
probably just means instead of getting 20 minutes a game as the starter right now, he gets 20 minutes a game off the bench, which is fine. I mean, I'm good at that because it seems like they're going to keep Josh what, Hart. What if you bench RJ instead? If you bench RJ instead, yeah. then RJ would still probably get like 30 minutes, so it should be okay. I don't yeah, know. No, no, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it could work. Yeah. It could work, but I feel like optics-wise, that would be – I feel like True. the Knicks would not – like even just outside of the optics, Tibbs seems to have RJ in that same sort of category with like Julius where – he holds him less accountable than other players because of the fact that he's like the entrenched like starter. And he also plays so many minutes already and everything. And Tibbs has shown some like Tibbs has shown like, okay, I'll bench RJ if he's ass like down the stretch, but generally his like 30 minutes or so is safe no matter what. And I I feel like his starting spot would be safe, but if they did move into the bench, that'd be fine. Um, Matt, what do you think on all that? Um, I have two concerns about this, and ultimately, because of that, I would prefer quickly stay as the sixth man. Um, one is the way Tibbs runs his rotations. Like quickly, we really want him running the, you know, we're sorry, we really want him running the offense um, as much as possible. And with Brunson on the floor, he doesn't really do it that much. And the way. Tibbs normally runs his rotations if quickly starting next to Brunson, then they're just going to fucking sit on the bench at the same time. And mm-hmm. they'll, they'll play almost all their minutes together. So quickly coming off the bench means that he, you know, plays some minutes with Brunson, usually at the end of the game, like you said. But for the most part, he kind of gets the offense to himself when he's on the floor, which is probably mm-hmm. for the best. Um, the other concern is everyone in the rotation right now is is technically – signed through next, like could be on the, should be on the team next year. Um, this will probably come up later. I strongly suspect that Obi Toppin will not be on the team next year, but if he is, uh, and Tibbs does not want to go to a 10 man rotation, you really can't put quickly into the starting lineup because who the hell is the point guard off the bench? I mean, Deuce, obviously, but like, again, if he doesn't want to expand the rotation, then Deuce isn't in it unless Brunson's hurt. So you have no bench point guard. I mean, I think you could pretty easily solve that by just like staggering Brunson and quickly properly. Yeah, but like Tibbs won't do that. I mean, we're Tibbs is not going to do that. In what world would he ever do that? I think at this point, like since he's been with the nine man rotation, he's had a little better grasp of that. Like all you had to do was take away his ability to do hockey shifts. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, wait, like I can. I can mix and match guys from the bench and the starters. What is this? Like yeah, I can have guys a bit, but there's still like there's still people who like play together mostly. And I just don't know that I would be a hundred percent sure that that quickly quickly would have a lot more minutes with Brunson on the floor if he were starting, which is I mean, technically fine, but I prefer him without Brunson on the floor just because I want him to be running the offense. He'd have to give him the RJ, the current RJ substitution pattern of like pulling him early. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe you pull him for RJ then and that's the move and maybe. I kind of want RJ. I mean, this is a whole separate thing, but like if we're putting RJ on the bench, I kind of want RJ to be the, the guy off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're like pulling quickly early to put RJ in now, RJ's, kind of just playing with with Randall and Brunson, but, you know, six minutes later than he is right now. 
Yeah, I mean, the reality is that it doesn't actually matter who starts. I know that's like a thing that is said all the time, but there's a reason for that. Like, if if one of them is hot and the other one's not, they're going to play, right? Yeah, I think I just think it matters a little more with Tibbs than it does with other coaches. Yeah, but not, I mean, he's shown, like you said, he'll, let, he'll sit guys if they're not playing well. Yeah. yeah. My bigger concern, honestly, is like, if, again, because they could theoretically come back with the exact same set of guys, if they run... Which they they won't, but you know, just right now they could. Like they have that ability. Um, if he doesn't expand the rotation to ten guys, which he should be fucking doing anyway, it's insane that we're still playing a nine man rotation when we have Deuce there. Um, it's just going to be awkward for the bench unit not really having a point guard. But obviously, there are ways around that. I just you know, I don't know. Those are my concerns. Still good point. Yeah, yeah, still good point. All right. Well, yeah, I think there's some there's some valid concerns. Only time will tell, but. We got to move to another question because we have so many of them. Uh, <laughs> Jax365 out of the Discord wants to know, how bad are the Dallas Mavericks? And did they win the trade? Like Howard Beck said, by a, quote, large margin. Uh, Matt, what do you think? You are you are our resident trade expert. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, first of all, th- for some reason, this just reads that, that second question, and maybe this is purposeful from Jax. It reads very Trumpy in its cadence. Um, and did they like how Beck said by a large margin? Like you could totally see him doing the air quotes, you know, yeah. like a weirdo for that. I, it just really immediately reminded me of Trump, just the way he wrote it for some reason. Anyway, um, the Dallas Mavericks are are too bad, like actually concerningly bad, because we might not get the freaking pick this year. Now is the first answer. Um, I think. Probably we will. I think they're going to write the ship just enough to like stick at 11, which is obviously ideal. Although Prez tweeted the other day that he kind of thinks that it might not be the worst thing in the world for this pick to get kicked next year. It just would suck because they wouldn't have a first round pick this year since they traded away their, their own. But um, anyway, and uh, yeah, I mean, look, we just have to admit the Mavs still won the trade by a large margin. There's no way around it because Porzingis is a Hall of Fame player. Uh, you know, I mean, it's unbelievable the Wizards stole him from the Mavs like that. Can you imagine how good the Knicks could have been right now if uh, Porzingis was in David Fisdale's offense? <laughs> unbelievable. They also they ever... literally would not have Emmanuel quickly if they didn't make that trade. Yeah. Actually, Fisdale didn't even make it to the Porzingis trade. How no, he, is he, he was already fired by them. <laughs> That was he was he had already been fired, but they I mean they wouldn't that quickly pick came from from the Marcus Morris trade. Yep, which Marcus wouldn't have happened had they not traded Porzingis. So yep. boom, boom, boom. Quickly is part of the Porzingis trade. Also, Josh Hart part of the Porzingis trade because they would not have had their own pick. To, they would not have been as willing to trade their own pick if they didn't have the match pick for this year. I believe yeah. two Julius Randle all NBA seasons count as part of the prison history. Yes. Yeah, because it was from yeah. the cap space. Yep. Yeah, that was the case they wouldn't have had. Yeah. Yep. Al- Alfred Payton is because of the. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it is funny to look back on it now. Like, because, like, the thing is, we're always, look, we are always. Whether we're right or wrong, we're always going to kind of rag people for shitting on the Knicks because it's annoying. Um, but we were so fucking right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, just with, with everything about that. Well, I guess n- maybe not in the moment. Let me say that. And I, I, Schwinn deserves credit because he was the first 
I remember that day. I was like, Schwinn, you're fucking crazy. But he was on that from the beginning. Schwinn, literally when it was happening, Schwinn was, was like, the thing was good. good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, well, you know what? The reaction to, from the media. That's what, because it was like, I, I didn't necessarily love it, but it was like, okay, I mean, this is a, a deal. This isn't the end of the fucking world. Zach, don't, don't get too far into the weeds there. Let me read the second part of Jax's question real quick. Okay. Because it's it's exactly that. So I'll throw oh, it right yeah. back to you. Oh, just so God. we could get this in there. Uh so second part of Jax's question. Should I should I attempt to read this in a horrible Donald Trump impersonation? No. <laughs> this one is not, this one doesn't have Trump cadence. It's the <laughs> if I add if I add a couple of keywords, I bet I can make it Trump cadence. Okay, so if I actually want to see what you do. Quotes, wait, Go wait, for it. Media and quotes, you can start there. Yeah. yeah. Also can you talk about the lamestream quote unquote media, the reaction to the Porzingis trade and the mocking of the glorious, wonderful, best of all time Knicks fans? Who I've always said get a bad rap. They always I've always I've rap. always said that anyone that loves James Dolan is a friend of mine. <laughs> and therefore the Knicks nice fans are the best fans. They come up to me, they say, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump. You've done such a great job for this country. They're crying. They're crying as they say this. <laughs> they come up to me and they say, Mr. Trump, the only one is almost as good as you at running America is Mr. Dolan running the Knicks. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Not bad. And they're big. Remember, they're, they're very big, strong men, but they're crying. <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't know where I pulled that from. I feel like I've never been able to do a good Trump impression, but it that was pretty, pretty good. solid. It was, it was yeah. much better than mine. Yeah. yeah. Good job. All right. I didn't have the tone right at all. You you nailed it. I'll call up Comedy Central. I'll see if I can get a deal. <laughs> anyway, yeah, right. Anyway, Zach, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Continue. No, on you know, it's it's just hilarious to look back on. Like, but again, especially after because there's two parts of a trade, right? There's the initial emotional reaction when you get the news, and then as the details come out, and you take some time to set up the shock wears off, and you're like, okay, you got X, Y, Z, and Here's why it would happen. And the articles come out explaining what happened so on and so forth. It was just so obvious that people were like so massively overreacting that it was comical. Like, and, and it starts to be like you're getting gaslit by the world, right? Like us as Knicks fans are sitting there like, what, what, are, you, what are you guys talking about? Because like, I'm not like, thrilled about this. But this is definitely not as bad as you're saying. And everyone's like, you're fucking wrong. The Knicks are terrible. And look at this. Look at this. Large margin says Howard fucking Beck. Ooh. Oh, Howard. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, Howard Beck. Uh, good job, dude. Uh, how's how's everything going for Howard Beck right now? Oh, oh that's, that is rough. Oh, yeah. Something happened that I'm unaware He's seasoned of. unemployed. Oh, 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 man. Oh, now I kind of feel bad. <laughs> Well, to be to be clear, the massive layoffs at Sports Illustrated were horrible, and the company yeah, that runs them now, and the company that runs them now are are terrible. And venture capitalist companies should stop buying media companies because they don't understand how they fucking work. That said, Howard Beck's still doing all right for himself, I'm sure, because he got paid way too much money to write there, so it's fine. I'm sure he got a nice severance. Anyway. Um, yeah, Matt, do you have anything to add about the media reaction? Um, no, the only thing I have to say is um, Seth Rosenthal always says he just wishes no one were allowed to talk about the Knicks but him. And, you know, I think we should apply that to the, the general national media. They should, shouldn't be allowed to talk about the Knicks. Yeah, it, 
like if we go back to quickly, which maybe we'll get to this in a minute, but like seeing like the uh the Matt Moore tweets about like oh, it's so ridiculous. There's no way that Emmanuel Quickly should ever be in consideration for six man of the year, despite being the most impactful six man in the entire NBA. It's like, dude, just shut up. Just admit you don't watch the team. I and, wish or, or that you have a slant, like one or the other, but just stop yeah. pretending like this is objective analysis. I wish we could save this till James came on, just because James is a well known Matt Moore defender. Because yeah, he was nice to him one time ten years ago. Yeah, James does love Matt Moore. That's sure. That's for sure. <laughs> we'll bring it up when he comes on. Uh, all right. Next question comes to us from. It's going to be a fun little run of questions here. Comes to us from disingenuous editor in the Discord. Why do you hate RJ but love IQ? <laughs> Zach. <laughs> these are just so I love these questions like how dramatic it is like you do, hate RJ do you know what this is about Zach what do you know what this is about clearly not if there's some yeah, meta reference I'm under missing Alex, you can probably explain it better than I can what the fuck is going on here there's like some um outspoken yeah don't name him he doesn't deserve Twitter it Twitter users that were half relevant in 2010 but fully unrelevant now, and maybe one of his burner accounts. I, I, I still believe, haven't. I don't believe that it's a burner. Honestly, I think it's a separate person who's who just like for some reason fucking worships this guy. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll uh, time will tell. At some point, there will either be a slip up or there won't. Uh, well, one of our someone on our staff did a little research, which I will not. I can explain to you guys off air just because I don't want it publicly out there and he's this person who freaks the fuck out um, to kind of confirm that it, it can't be a burner. Well, fine. I'm going to keep believing it's a burner because I can't see how anyone would like that person that much. <laughs> anyway, there's there's a certain there's a certain has been on Twitter that uh, has oh God, I, <laughs> I can just see this getting. <laughs> that person being like, "Oh my god, they they called this person a hat." Well, but no, we're we're not culpable because we're not mentioning names. Yeah, uh, we, could do, we could be talking about anyone. It could be any has been on Twitter that yeah. uh, only There's only no made. What talking about for what's worth. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right, right, we got we got very sidetracked. The point is, there's a there's a person <laughs> whose initials may or may not be TD. Okay. <laughs> And he has so he there's another person who who people think he is a burner of his, I think is probably just like a weirdo who's a, who's like very obsessed with getting attention from him, um, and they constantly, especially the the lackey, have been attacking Schwinn generally strictly but mostly Schwinn lately for hating RJ and loving quickly and not just that but like having some kind of fucking conspiracy going on within our website to like bring down RJ. Oh, wow. like they actually think we have like production meetings Wait, where we guys, decide to we attack RJ today. Guys, are we the bad guys? Are we the yes, definitely. Yeah. Can no, you, I don't even know that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine us having like TMZ meetings being like, all right, guys, what are we going to yeah. do today? Oh, today's target, RJ Barrett. Everybody look at this turnover. We're going to zero in on this. <laughs> Schwinn, what do you got for me? Tell me some bad RJ stats. <laughs> oh, guys, wait. Okay, here's the thing. 
Quickly's defense sucked last night and has always sucked, but, 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 we're going to make up a bunch of stats to prove that he's actually good because Quickly's paying us to make him look good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, why <laughs> why do you hate RJ but love IQ? The, question, uh, the, the reason for that is... Uh, that that was the stance that we came up with during the uh, the Strickland deep state uh, planning meeting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't remember that in September when Alex was like, "Okay, guys, we like. I feel like it's time to pivot. We were way too nice to RJ last year, and not nice enough to our Lord and Savior Emmanuel quickly. Let's let's fucking go in the opposite direction." Yep. Yeah, that's it. That was that was how it came to be. So that's and, the answer. And Schwim was like, "No, please." We're pure. We need to be a pure website. And Alex said, no, no. I need those checks I, to clear. I really put the hammer down on him, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, we all just kind of plugged into the hive mind and got the exact <laughs> same takes downloaded into our heads, and that's yep. where we are. Yep. So, all right, next question. Similar similar tone. Zan Rosen, VORP supremacist, wants to know, who has the final say in Strickland meetings where you determine what inflammatory takes will get the <laughs> most engagement? <laughs> Um, <laughs> there is a there's an Illuminati committee that meets up um, in secret. We uh, I may or may not like I can't technically speak about it. It's sort of like like Fight Club. So, uh, but you know there may or may not be a ritualistic sacrifice of a goat. Um, we may or may not drink its blood first as a sign of unity, and uh, we may then, or may not put a Carmelo Anthony face on. <laughs> yes yeah we put a james always puts the carmelo <laughs> anthony face on it i don't know we just stopped trying to stop him a while ago i don't know it's like one of those halloween masks it's really really terrifying here's the crazy thing is in a twist the person who has the final say is colin yeah yeah nobody knows this but that you is would never case. have guessed it fucking he, colin he's always the swing vote you know he's yeah. like the speaker of the house you know he's just <laughs> making that final vote so there you have it folks peek behind the veil uh god this is like so meta for this early in the podcast we just lost half our we, uh, we gotta get back on track here. Really just like that. <laughs> well we got we got one more baby uh, oh, g baked wants to know from discord when you guys have your weekly meeting to discuss strict.land narratives how much time do you set aside for RJ hate compared to how much time you spend coming up with haikus about how great quickly is? And also, can you share some of those haikus about IQ? I want to see if I can come up with a haiku. Like, all right, all right. I'll, I'll vamp for a minute here. How much time um, do you have to stall for you? No, no, yeah. I, I don't need to stall. I'll literally do it right here. Oh, oh okay. Play the right one. Go ahead. All right. So it's five, seven, five yep. syllables. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Amazing IQ, you make my heart <laughs> fluttery. Oh, okay, that's that is uh, seven. Uh, <laughs> we love you so much. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> great job, great job. This, this reminds me, <laughs> Alex. You're the, you're the only one who's going to get this. This reminds me of um of Sokka going into that haiku, you know, yes. slam <laughs> and accidentally doing six syllables in the last one. And then just the guy goes, that was six syllables, bub. And <laughs> <laughs> you just throw them out. Yeah. 
Oh man, we're working nerd talk in this early too. Yeah, man, well, we we only got basketball questions for the most part today. So yeah, it's true. We need our chances to get nerd questions in. Um, yeah. So uh, do we have anything else to add to this? I think we've gone in deep. Yeah, let's move on. on. I, we we kind of stricken Illuminati shit and whatever. Um, all right, Zan Rosen is back. Vorp supremacist wants to know if IQ had been starting this whole season, does he win Most Improved Player? Ooh. Of course, of course, he is a uh, front runner for six man of the year right now, even though Matt Moore would have you believe that that's invalid because he started like 15 games uh, and was really good in those games. But if he started the whole season, does he win most improved? I think if you look at his starter numbers compared to his career numbers, hell yeah, he wins it. Right. Like, Matt, where do you stand on? This? I think I mean, I think Brunson might win. And I still think there's a chance Brunson wins if quickly have been starting. Um, but you have a pretty fucking good argument. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. I, th- I think Quickly's, Quickly's like statistical jump is more stark, though. Like, if you I'm look at his starter. I'm curious which Nick gets screwed out of an award because the writers all decide they don't want to give the Knicks so many awards. So it's like, definitely Brunson. It's definitely yeah, Brunson. Brunson. It's Brunson again, just like the All-Star game. Because Halliburton, Halliburton is going to win most improved. And yeah, and that's Brunson. fine. But, like, it's going, to be, it's going to be Brunson there. That's what I was going to say, too. Because Randall's going to be second or third game All-NBA again. Quickly is obviously winning sixth man. Um, Quickly might also make All-Defense, honestly. Probably not, but I could see it. Um, and Brunson, they're just going to be like, we're not voting for fucking... Nick's for four awards, so Brunson's getting screwed. Yeah. I mean, I think no matter what, he's I don't think that he would have been the front runner anyway, because everyone has a super huge heart on for Tyrese Halliburton this year. So this year. I mean in general, but especially this year. So Zach, do you have any other thoughts on that? Uh I would just say to remember also when he was not shooting well in the beginning of the season. So maybe that would influence people. And maybe uh so maybe not in light of what you guys said. And most improved is definitely, they don't give a shit about defense. So like, even yeah, though yeah. defense has been great all year, I kind of agree with Zach that like, assuming he had the same arc this year, he probably doesn't win it because of the start. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he would have a case. I feel like Hal Burton would still end up getting it because he would still end up being the small market darling that everybody loves. And he puts up more gaudy numbers, even if he doesn't affect winning nearly as much. So it's probably the best thing for quickly and his award shelf that he came off the bench this year instead of starting. Yeah. So, all right. uh, Next question comes to us from Franklin Chubb. What would be the most embarrassing end to the season? A, the Knicks missed the playoffs. B, the Knicks get swept by the Cavs and Demich annihilates them. C. Tibbs shits himself on court and tries to cover it up by faking an injury and requesting a wheelchair like Paul Pierce, but no one buys it. Uh, what? Oh, wait. Okay, I guess that's the end of that part. And then what would be the most satisfying end to the season outside of winning a championship? Uh, let's ha- handle that first part first. So out of those three options, guys, um, Matt, what's the most embarrassing end to the season for you? Well, okay. I mean, C is hilarious, but like, obviously it's not embarrassing. That would just be yeah. funny. That would be um, hilarious and not yeah. embarrassing at all for us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit if Tibbs shits himself on the court. <laughs> it's just funny. Um, does he does he do the exaggerated like ah like Paul Pierce like laying on the ground? 
Yeah, I think he with the doo-doo stain in his shorts. And, and like he gets in the wheelchair and he's still like, you know, squirming, which is just more proof that he's actually showing himself. Yeah. Um, Have but, you guys seen I is it a Photoshop, the picture that shows Pierce with the little brown stain in his shorts? I think that's a Photoshop. I feel like yeah. it has to be a Photoshop, yeah, but it's hilarious. I mean, there's there's just no way. It wouldn't I, be a myth if that if that photo existed. Like I I I mean, I I think it's pretty obvious that like he didn't actually shit himself. He was about to shit himself. And so he faked an injury and, you know, got wheeled off the court. <laughs> imagine just like not streaming area down his pants. Imagine knowing you have to take a dump and not taking a shit before a fucking NBA finals game. Yeah, that like, seems really I'll just easy. hold it in. <laughs> I, I pushed the meeting back five minutes today. I'm not kidding, because I was like, oh shit, I gotta take a dump. I'm not gonna make it through this meeting. Um <laughs> And I was running the meeting, so I was able to do that. And I was just like, hey, guys, I'm held up. Uh, can't get out of this this other meeting I'm in. Got to push this back five minutes. And I did because I had to take a dump, and I wasn't going to make it through, like, another 45 minutes or whatever. Um, anyway, so and B is some Stephen A. Smith shit. I don't care. Um, so it's obviously A. Yeah. Zach, what do you, what do you think? Do you think it's no, I agree completely. That was uh, beautifully put. That was my exact logic. Like, uh, yeah. missing the playoffs at this point would be – Fucking! Ridiculous. They can barely even do it. Like, they would have to basically right, lose right. all the rest of their games, end up in the play-in, and then massively shit the bed in the play-in. Oh god! Imagine yeah. if they lost to the Hawks. That's the only way it could be. Worse. Like they could. I think they could technically miss even the play-in, but they would have to lose out in every team behind that. I mean, not the Nets or the the, the right. Heat, but the teams in the play-in right now would all have to win out. So, like, yeah, you know, I think their magic number to make the play-in is one, but. Um. Yeah, ridiculous. That's not happening. So it would be, and if it did, it would be insanely embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be the most horrible timeline. Uh. All right. So next is what would be the most satisfying end to the season outside of winning a championship. So Zach, what do you think? This we don't have multiple choice, so it's open ended. Uh. I mean, getting to Eastern Conference Finals. Like imagine. Well, I wouldn't be getting to the and why wouldn't it be getting to the NBA finals for doing I, guess, I feel like that's cheating because it's just yeah. taking it's well so like half cheating. <laughs> can we can we amend this to the because like I think him leaving this open ended just like me obviously the answer is making it to the NBA finals. So can we say like most attainable satisfying end of the season? I mean sure. I would say that's a good good point. I would say beating the caps would be fucking incredible. I would lose my mind. I mean, they're playing the fucking Bucks the next round. They're not beating them. Yeah, I, think, exactly. I think it would be beating the Cavs and giving the Bucks a series would be yeah. the most satisfying end. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that would definitely be really satisfying. There's also a part of me that sort of wonders if a very satisfying outcome could be losing in the first round and having that cost Tibbs his job. That's not happening though. They'd have to get like well, we have a question about this later, actually, so I won't I won't Yeah, we we could save that for later, but like there's something that would be satisfying about that of being like this front office finally saying, you know what, Tibbs might have made some improvements this year, but he is still not the guy to take this team to the next level and they're clearly ready to go to the next level and we're about to have a lot of money invested in these guys. So like let's find the right coach. Um that said, I, I think the second round and giving the Bucks a series would be pretty solid. Like go, going to like even a gentleman sweep against them, I think counts as giving them a series because they're just yeah. Like, I mean, as long as they're competitive in some of those losses, like if if it's a gentleman sweep where they get blown out three times, then like win then one, that's not so good. yeah. 
Yeah. But I'm thinking like either that, like a gentleman sweep where they like keep most of the games close, or like if they take it to six at all, like that's yeah, six or seven. That's like a pretty huge success. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So next question, also from Franklin Chubb. When did the obsession about trading for a star player officially begin? And what did Knicks fans used to talk about before it became a thing? <laughs> um, star fucking season, guys. <laughs> when did that become like? Because it used to be signing a star player was the big thing. Yeah, but that just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. I well, think and I, good, and they, there's no free agents. So what else are you gonna do? Right. I think you probably switched. Like, I would say. I mean, the thing is, like, well, no, I actually think it was what? about 2020. I was gonna say. It would yeah. have been 2020 because it was still let's sign Durant. We're going to sign Durant. We're going to sign Craig Kyrie. Blah, blah. And um, yeah. And then after that, it was like, okay, no one actually becomes free agent anymore. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's when it was, it was right after the Durant and Kyrie summer, like that next year, then it started being like, you got to trade for a star. Cause then that sort of just started being the way the league was going. Like that's the last big, huge, like earth shattering free agency class yeah. we've had. It's so then. funny that we were all together that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is really funny. Yeah, and we were watching the Mets play. Yeah, we were at a Mets game. I mean, Zach, we had it. Yeah, we had it happen because you and I were in Secaucus when it happened. But yeah, yeah, we had we, such we, a horribly timed like oh, meetup God. of us where we were like, "Let's go see a Mets game," and then like yeah. it got like the week before, we're like, "Fuck, we're doing it on the night of free agency." Yeah, <laughs> so that was it. Was funny, but but. We were like, oh, shit, this is going to be amazing. We're going to get drunk as shit celebrating them signing uh, Kevin Durant. I just remember being drunk <laughs> and yelling. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah instead we all just, like, I mean, had, like, three beers, and then you guys all recorded, like, like yeah, there's a podcast. For yeah, there's a podcast. We recorded a live podcast from oh, City Field yeah. right outside right outside the old Fuku spot. It's yeah. a different right outside yeah. where Fuku was in 2019. Yeah, uh, I just I just set my phone on a recorder on the table yeah, and asked yeah, that, was, that, was, about that, that was a lock on next episode, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, because yeah, this this podcast wouldn't have existed yet. Um, <laughs> that that was wild. But I guess we probably kind of knew already. Like we were pretty sure it was happening that way anyway by then, right? Because like Kyrie had kind of told everyone he was signing with the Nets, and by that point we were like, "Fuck, Durant's probably signing with the Nets too." Yeah. I just I know the Woj tweet went out. While Alex and I were standing on the train platform. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely, we were standing on the train platform and we were both just like, fuck. And then like, just, like we both were just like refreshing our phones, barely talking to each other. And yeah. like, we saw it at the same time. We were like, oh, damn Nets. it. Net, wait, but, but that tweet is so funny though, because it's Nets get a clean sweep and free agency. And they included yeah. fucking DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then it's now really funny to look back now. Like, oh yeah, clean sleep with what? Yeah, like nothing. Like totally fucking ruin their team for the next three years. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's move to our next question. Uh, another one from Jax three six five. I don't. I don't know what the context is of the. Well, okay. So there oh, was. I can tell you what the context of this is. Um, so people were. So people were. No, no. I do get it, but also like I feel like this is the way the phrasing is, this is also referencing something else. Um, but so from Jack's three, six, five question, question to the last. I don't know what's going on. This sounds like a British meme, you know, uh, question (laughs) to the lads. Can we comment on the mailbag question channel? Uh, and then also Dallas says, uh, basketball robot says, 
would you please consider keeping comments out of this com the out of this channel dedicated to questions? Because everybody kept having a whole whole ass which, discussion today. Which, which was in reply to James telling everyone to stop making comments in the, in the mailbag. Because everyone yeah. knows that if you want people to not do something in Discord, you should Yeah, I, I mean what happened the, the thing is though, what happened is like Oh, I know what it was. It's a question James asked a question, and I said to James, You can't ask a fucking question, you're gonna be on the podcast tonight. And then Gooder Adam just rephrased it slightly and was like, "Here, I have a question. Totally different from James's." And, and then, and then it like turned into a whole thing where everyone was just like talking for a while until, you know, sure. James got annoyed that there were so many comments in the mailbag question channel. Which, to be fair to him, like we like let's we probably should try to not like have random discussions. So it's impossible for Alex or, or Drew to find the questions that he's yeah, finding. It's not like an Alex problem, not a James yeah. problem. No, but <laughs> James is trying to keep the Discord clean. I respect it. Um, so anyway, that's what those are for. We can move on, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all that is. So real question from Jax365. I'm going to have nothing to say about this one because uh, I did not. But did you guys watch the World Baseball Classic? And how great is Shohei Otani? Would it be crazy to say he's the best sports person in the world right now? And what's your prediction for the MLB season? Uh, I'm guessing I'm the only one who watched the World Baseball Classic. I did not watch the World Baseball Classic other than fucking Diaz blowing out his uh, his knee, which fucking sucked. Yeah, it did. Um, I'm guessing you did not watch it either. Uh, No, I actually did see the Grand Slam, though, uh, which I'm sure I don't remember. Uh, yeah, well, it was against Venezuela. Was that? Is yeah, that yeah, right? the Trey Turner. Yeah, I happened to just be at a bar and see that. Like, literally uh, turned around was, and happened, which was really cool. But uh, otherwise, nope. That was pretty dope. Um, World Base Plus was great. I can't wait for 2026. This was definitely the best one that they've had so far. Um, Shohei Yutani is amazing. I think there's an argument that he's the best sports person in the world right now. Um, I don't want to derail the podcast by getting into it. Because we got a lot of questions, so I'm just going to say that yes, Jax, I think you're, I think you're right. Um, and my prediction for the MLB season is that the Mets blow the division of the Rays at the end again, and I'm very angry. <laughs> uh, all right, well there we go. Uh, I'm just going to say I, I, I have no opinions on the MLB at large really right now, so I'll just say I think. The Mets will probably not win the title this year because of the Diaz injury, and then we'll sign Otani for like six hundred million. Oh, there's definitely fucking signing Otani. Yeah, um, yeah. it's uh, yeah, they're definitely. I mean, Cohen's just going to give him literally whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Anyway, we'll we'll have a podcast about that in uh, in November when it happens. We will. Uh, all right, new question from Jax365. How happy do you think Mr. Dolan is that the Rangers and Knicks will likely be in the playoffs this season? Um, I'm going to say pretty happy, but definitely more happy about the Knicks. The Knicks are definitely his favorite child. Um, yeah, isn't I, the whole thing that he like kind of doesn't care about the Rangers? Yeah, well, or he was more willing to let the Rangers be at first, uh, you know, than he was the Knicks, so... That's sort well, of been he's the a man of culture, so this makes sense. That you're <laughs> about uh, but I, I would fathom a guess that he's going to be quite happy, right? I don't know what do you guys say. Yeah. yeah, I just want Mr. Dolan to be happy. That's all. That's you all know. I want. <laughs> you know, the guy has like nothing in life. You know, he yeah. just needs this. Like, what, he, what even is money? He can't find love. Like, yeah. he's lonely on that like rich person dating app. Like. Oh. 
have. Yeah, I mean, if Mr. Dolan can be on Raya, I feel like we can be on Raya. <laughs> don't you have to, like, show your pay stubs or something to get on? No, you just have to get invited by someone else. You don't actually have to be rich. You just have to, like, have a someone else who's already on there who's a sensible name. Cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, invite you on. But you don't have to, like, you don't have to be rich. You just really have to be... Technically, you have to. You're supposed to be famous, but people who aren't famous can get on if they get invited by somebody who's famous. Interesting. Well, that's good to know. Um, let me know when you oh, get yeah. on there. Anyway, Mr. Dolan basically has nothing. He hasn't yeah. found love, and you know, his band probably hasn't sold a ton of albums. <laughs> <laughs> so you know this is all he's got and this is all this is all he has to become happy so we just need to cheer for him uh all right <laughs> next question comes from colin loring comrade uh will we see miles mcbride non-garbage playoff minutes that's a good question zach what do you think about that mm, maybe uh so the beauty of the playoffs and this i'm really excited for this but also good question um the beauty of the playoffs is that kind of these bit guys, depending on the matchup, and by bit I mean like role players, you know, very small roles, but have a very specific set of skills, right? So if you play a team that has a lot of guards, you very well might want to get, and, and you know, someone who's cooking, and you got to get Deuce in there uh, as to just to get a shot, right? Like, like these are the kinds of adjustments that can change a playoff series. You put Deuce on a guard who's been going off in two games of the playoff series, and all of a sudden he starts to lock him down and he can change the game. And I can see him doing that on the defensive end. Offensively, uh, you know, you put him in the corner and let and play him with other guards so he doesn't have to do anything other than shoot. But I could see it happening. I'm not sure what team that would be, the, um, but it, it could definitely happen. Yeah. Will, well, will we, though? Uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like... <sighs> Unfortunately, I feel like the only chance that Deuce has of getting in in a playoff game is if it's some like Frank Nilakina getting two possessions in 2021 to try to guard Trey Young type oh. shit. Um, and it would just be like, oh, Donovan Mitchell has a chance to hit a shot at the end of a half or whatever. So right. Deuce, get off the bench totally cold and go defend their best player. Like, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I hope that there could be some minutes because he's so impactful. Like, uh, I think that I think he's got the type of game to play in the in the playoffs. You know, yeah. Like, wait, so let me let me paint the picture for you. What if we play the Cavs, right? Which is looking like we will. Hopefully, mm-hmm. knock on wood. Uh, you have Garland and Mitchell. You can put Grimes on Mitchell. Who do you put on Garland? You put RJ on Garland. What if RJ is getting cooked by Garland? And uh, well, and then you, the thing is, you put IQ on it. Yeah, I was just saying, um, IQ on him. Yeah, exactly. So that's the limiting factor, and maybe or maybe I mean maybe Garland's cooking IQ, and you just throw Deuce out there because he's more physical, right? Like maybe yeah. that works. Or do you put quickly on Mitchell and Grimes on Garland? Right, and, and and you can play three guards kind of if they're physical enough against the Cavs. Okoro is not really a wing; they don't really have too many wings. Um, yeah, Okoro's like six five; like he's pretty right. short. Yeah, and you, well, actually, it's a good team to hide Brunson on, right? Because you can just put Brunson yeah. on Okoro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm I can't wait to start talking matchups once we get there. But I mean, it's possible, you know. We could. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe there is a world where Deuce gets some minutes. I'm not going to hold my breath, though. I don't yeah. I don't think it's entirely likely. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, all right, back to another question from our buddy Jax365. Uh, this is one that you guys won't get at all. It's a, it's a wrestling question that I will quickly answer. Uh, which one of you guys is a mark and which one of you guys is a smark? Uh, so a mark is someone in wrestling that is very into it and very susceptible to whatever the fuck they want you to believe. And a smark is like a smarmy asshole that thinks that they've got it all figured out and yet still watches the scripted product that they allegedly hate. Um, so uh, I think we're all kind of smarks here, man. We're, we're like talking about the Knicks as if we know what the fuck we're talking about most times. And that alone means that we have to be smarks. So I, th- I think we're all smarks. Um, next is another one from Jax365. Does this team need to make a star move if one comes available this summer or stick with this team with some additional pieces via the draft in free agency? That's a good question, Matt. As our resident free agency expert, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Somehow I'm our resident everything expert. Um, Just because I, I like think... to call you the, the yeah, resident yeah. whatever expert. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, well, but the only thing I'm not is a resident draft expert because that's Zach. That's true. Actually, <laughs> we need to call Drew in here. To be the resident draft, no, God, somebody who knows less about the draft than Zach. Yeah. Um, anyway, I need no. I mean, you never need to make a star move. Like, obviously, it depends on who the fuck it is. I mean, we had a a whole debate about Embiid just among the three. Honestly, basically just among the three of us the other day. Um, and uh, I guess Shroom was kind of involved. And you know, you two we're both on the side of like, yeah, you like you trade for Embiid. Oh no, James, it was James. Anyway, um, you two were kind of on the side of, yeah, you trade for Embiid. And then James and I were both kind of like, I don't know, do you trade for Embiid? Um, so, and like, that's probably the best player who might become available. And even that, like, I think there's an argument for or against. So point is, no, they don't, they don't need to. Like you can just kind of eventually you would want to acquire somebody who's better than Randall. But, like, and if you get to, like, we should never think of it as, like, they need to because then you're expecting them to get desperate and, like, overpay. Um, which, honestly, might be hard to do given how many assets they have. But regardless, like, no. I, my point is, I think they can wait it out one more year. I'd be a little more aggressive about it in the 2024 summer if they don't get a good, um, if no good star becomes available this offseason. But, um but yeah, I would be totally fine with them just kind of building around the margins. Although, as I was saying earlier in the answer, in the answer to one of the questions, like with respect to free agency, especially unless they trade someone, everyone on this team, everyone in the rotation will be back next year. So like you, you can't really add via free agency um, unless they do trade someone like, like Obi, which I've, I do think is fairly possible, although I probably want to hold him for, you know, to be part of a star package, but I am a little concerned about like, are they just fucking tanking his value by playing him, you know, 14 minutes a game at most. Um, So I don't know. That was a little rambly, but I guess the answer is 
like just fucking wait and see what happens and make the best move based on the <laughs> Yeah, Zach, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it depends on what the price is always, right? Like, I mean, do you need to make a star move? No. Would you? Maybe. Depends who it is. Depends what you're giving up. Um, or do you, you know, draft free agency? Where's that pick? We don't know. It's it's hard to say for sure. Uh, I think you you always want to explore all options, right? So some combination of those things is likely the way it's going to play out. Although if I had to guess, it's going to be trade. It's going to be the big guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. I, I think the word that, that gets me on this is need. And I'm with you guys. I don't think they need to make a star move. I think they should just like, if someone becomes available, just kind of play the game like what you played with Mitchell last year. And if some other team snatches that dude up, then you just kind of bank on development. Like they're presumably as long as the Mavs don't manage to suck so hard that they fall inside the top 10, they're going to have like, it seems like a late lottery pick this year, which is great. Uh, so just like make that pick and, you know, add to the team that way and, you know, re-sign Josh Hart and see what you could do with like a full season with him on the team. Because they've played like, I mean, they've played like a 50-win team or so since he got to the Knicks. So, like, pretty pretty easy decision to just kind of, like, say, okay, let's see where things go from here. Um, that said, like, you are, you know, to, to your point, Matt, like, the team's going to be capped out soon. So, like, you kind of have to start thinking about these things. Um, and so, I mean, if you really want to make some sort of big splash, like, you could... I guess in theory, like dangle quickly out there is like the big piece to like get that big star in. If he continues finishing the season as strong as he has and like wins six man or whatever, he'd become a pretty attractive piece. Um, and then you would let some other team dictate the terms of like his extension, which I'm sure would be appealing uh, or at least to like control his fate in that way. So I don't know. That would be like the only thing, like if a deal came up this summer and it was like, some like act like SGA type player where I'm like, you know what? Like if you got to give up quickly to get like SGA, I think that could legitimately put this team into real contention. Um, If you can make a move like that this summer, then I say go for it. But if it's like, Oh, you have to give up like the package that was rumored for Mitchell, which is like three young players and like six first round picks, then I'd be like, no, <laughs> like it's not the situation is not that desperate to add another star to this team because clearly they're very good regardless. Um, so I think that's where I'm at with that. The only thing I'll say is like interestingly, I think they have enough assets where they could like they could get a star who isn't necessarily available, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like just kind of like make a call for somebody. Yeah, and like I mean they'd have to like give a shit ton up. Which goes back to the point of like, do you really want to overpay depending on who it is? But like, that would probably be SGA if I had to guess. Yeah. But like, like that would be the guy you would just call Presti and be like, hey, yeah. we really fucking want SGA. Like, here's RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, like four first round picks and like two protected first round picks and this, that, and the other. Like, right. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you could make that happen. Yeah. I, I mean, and you might like the thing is, like, can any team honestly match that? I don't think so. No, and it's sort of like the same situation as last year where, like, the Cavs, yeah, they did technically, like, match what the Knicks really. offer. Really. 
match ish. Like they didn't match the Knicks' best offer. They matched well, like the Knicks never made their right, but the Knicks never made their best offer. But they could have exactly. easily beaten the Cavs. Yeah, yeah. Like had the Knicks wanted to, they could have beaten the Cavs. Like I guess that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, and like the Knicks could reasonably probably beat like any other team. So like, and now like the Cavs were one of those teams where people were like, oh, I don't know, they got a pretty good package. Maybe they do have a better package than the Knicks. Well, they don't have that anymore. So like, yeah, I don't, I just don't know what team out there could even like, if the Knicks wanted to just like you're saying, call up the Thunder and be like, hey, give us SGA. Nobody can match this package. Like take it or leave it. Um, They could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's let's move to our next question. Unless Zach, do you have anything to add to that? Nope. All right, cool. Next question comes from Villain X. Very simply, guys, will Tibbs be the coach next year? I think uh, we're all sort of in agreement. Yes, yeah, most likely. Yeah, he's, he's well. yeah. Zach, you sighed a little bit. Do you have a different? No, no I, was, I was just laughing. Like next year, yeah. <laughs> you get out a year after that. I'd still probably say yes. Yeah, yeah he's I think probably coaching on his contract. He's probably bought himself at least enough goodwill to get through next oh, yeah. year. So I will say if they have a 2021 20, to 22 esque season next year, then he's probably gone at the end of the year. Um, yeah, I just don't think that happens. Yeah. But I exactly. yeah, I, I think he's bought himself at least another year. Yeah. At least. So um, all right. Next question, also from Villanex. What is the best season outcome that will still result in Tibbs stepping down or getting let go? I think I think it's I think it's getting like annihilated and swept in the first round. Yeah, this is this is the question I was referring to earlier when I said I yeah. didn't want to get ahead of myself. Um, if they get swept by the Cavs and blown out three times, to the and then Tibbs shits his pants and falls on the court, um, then yeah, I mean maybe, but honestly, even then they probably don't fire. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, no, I they're feel not going like- to fire. There's no I fucking feel, way. I feel like they're not going to. I feel like literally <laughs> they would have to get swept and he would have to shit himself. And no, he still wouldn't be fired. <laughs> and like, honestly, if they get swept and okay, you know what? They get swept. They lose the two games at the garden, like 124 to, to 65. Stop and, doing it. No, stop. and the fans are like screaming no. with Dolan there screaming. For Tibbs's head, Dolan might get embarrassed enough to say, God, I hate you. Can you imagine losing two playoff games in a row by 60 points? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. How dare you? It's not even worth it. It's not worth it. I would rather Tibbs coast next year. Oh, it's yeah. not worth it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I'm like hurt right now, just visioning this in my head. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How dare you? Do we, do we think if Tibbs shit his pants and then threw the shit at Leon Rose that he would get fired? No, Leon would say, this is why you're my best friend. <laughs> you get me, Tibbs. You knew, you knew I needed to eat some shit. So, this, is, this was just a message. You're telling me to eat shit and give you a better <laughs> roster. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? What's that you said? Anyone under 25 has got to go? All right. Uh, you got it, buddy. <laughs> We're trading. <laughs> We're gonna trade quickly for uh, who's like an, a washed old Bulls player, Russell Westbrook. Here. Oh, oh, no, oh, there. Um, 
for Lou Aldang. We're going to trade quickly for Lou Aldang. Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to sacrifice Emmanuel quickly to uh <laughs> <laughs> spot. <laughs> oh man. All right, next uh next question. This comes from uh our buddy NYC critic aka Jake Andrews in the Discord. What's your feel on the Mets? Things feel off to me. I'm in agreement with Jake. Honestly, I think things feel off. It has to do with the Diaz injury. Yep. I he's so critical to them. Like if they're going to like win a championship, like you need a badass closer to do that and they now don't have that for this whole year unless he makes like a miraculous recovery and can come back by like so the playoffs or something. Can you like this can't happen because of the way injury reporting works? Can you fucking imagine if like their last season of the series is, is at home against the, at home against the Phillies. Can you imagine if like nobody knows that Diaz is healthy and they need to win that series to to win the division and he comes out second to last game of the season. If they win, they wrap up the division. You just like you nobody knows he's there. You just hear narco play all of a sudden in the ninth inning. Yeah. That would be so cool. That would be the coolest <laughs> thing to ever happen in sports, honestly. <laughs> if the trumpets just hit. Yeah, but like it's impossible because you have to like they have to report that he's rehabbing, they have to report that he's active on the team. Like I really wish they could like get the rules changed just for Diaz so like, we don't know what's happening with him. That would be the fun. way that they could get around it is if they if they list him as doubtful and then still bring him in. You don't do That's that. Closest you can get. You don't do right. that. Oh, you don't they don't have a uh yeah. questionable Oh no, yeah, I guess it's just active or not active. It's right? Active or not active. Yeah. So yeah. there's really no way around it. Once I took him off the IL, everyone would fucking know that he was back and healthy. They can make um, him active, but then just bullshit like, oh, well, you don't think he's going to come back today, and then, <laughs> and then hit the horns and. Break. But then even then, it's still ruined because he'd have to put in a bullpen session. I know like, he'd, have to, he'd have to warm up in the in the clubhouse or something. <laughs> can you imagine? They show yeah. like behind the scenes video. He's like, he like misses one pitch and it like breaks yeah. like someone's <laughs> fucking so like phone sitting on their locker or something. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. I also agree I'm a little worried. Um, and it's it's partially Diaz, but also they needed another fucking hitter. And guess who that hitter was? Carlos Correa. And guess where he is? Minnesota for no reason. Yeah. Other than his apparently paper mache leg. Yeah, I don't care about his paper mache ankle. It's not paper mache now. <laughs> well, Why apparently it is, according to like 15 doctors. Yeah, I mean, apparently it is. But he look, he's been totally fine in spring training. Even if it it's sound- now, it's not affecting him yet. Flash I, they won a World Series this year. I don't care if he never plays another game. Yeah. yeah Let's wait yeah. until he plays a full season. In I'm just saying, as an outside like, observer, is, what I'm saying is, if he, it, assuming he's healthy this season, if, well, if they had him and he they won the World Series, I legitimately would not give a shit if he ever played again. Well, yeah, but that's a, apparently a pretty big if. No, I don't think it is. No one's really said that he's not going to be healthy now. Like, the concern is that he won't be healthy in, like, five years. No one's really that concerned about it. Five years or one year? No, like, five years. Uh, I said one. But, like, the the doctors were concerned. They were like, we think his ankle might be paper mache now, but it won't be a problem until he's, like, 33. Yeah. No, I think the worry is just, like, it's repaired with, like, a metal rod or something, and they're just, like, eventually his fucking leg is just going to, like, snap in half again. We actually know when the doctors think his ankle is going to be a problem because the Mets stopped guaranteeing the contract offer after six years. There you go. So, so they think he's going to be fine for the next six seasons. Yeah. 
Anyway, Would I agree. Anyway. I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried yeah. about the season. Uh, Zach, do you have any Mets thoughts, or are you just kind of no. chilling? Yeah. Chill. All right, cool. All right, uh, next question. Maybe you got some thoughts on this because you're a Jets guy. Uh, what are your thoughts on Rodgers? Uh, is this going to be a Donovan Mitchell, Carlos Correa part three? Would that be so bad? It seems like he's a bad fit for the New York, New Jersey area. Um, uh, <laughs> Zach, I'll throw it to you first. Yeah, um, hopefully not. Donovan Mitchell, Carlos Correa, part three. Uh, would that be so bad? Yeah, it fucking would. Because uh, there's nothing. I mean, the only alternative at this point is like, I guess, trading for Lamar. Uh, it doesn't seem like there anyone is really interested in doing that for some reason. I'm really not sure what that's about. D- Douglas literally said today, like on or yesterday or whatever, like on the podium, like, well, we've, we're already kind of like in the midst of figuring out our QB situation, so we're not yeah. even going to call them. I mean, no, it's like sure you asshole. Like he didn't even fucking say that, call Alex. It was worse. He said we already have our QB situation figured out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like so, as in, like yeah, we know we're getting Rogers, so like we don't care. Like, yeah. you know, I, don't, I don't. I mean, the point is, uh, I don't love Rogers as a person, um, but he's definitely even like potentially Wash Rogers is definitely the best quarterback on the Jets I've ever seen. So yeah, yeah. So, like, I think. <laughs> I mean, even, even like seventy percent capacity, Aaron Rodgers yeah. is it's like. like not even close either. Yeah, like 70% Aaron Rodgers is like 500% Zach Wilson. So, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Zach Wilson is the worst quarterback I've ever seen play. I'm not he's kidding. so bad. And like, he's so bad. I'm in a way sort of happy that this is like one of the biggest football things I've ever gotten right that I was super out on him and like did not like that pick at all. And I still like, I still tried to root for him just in the sense of like, well, he's on the Jets now. So I guess I got to root for him. But the whole time when he was sucking, I was like, God damn it. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Like he sucks. He's just like, he's undersized. He's not fast enough to be like a scrambling quarterback in the NFL. He doesn't have a good enough arm to like toss it because he's a fucking twig. He's tiny. He can't even even throw the ball though. Like it, like all those things are true. I agree with you, but it's like, even when there's none of that involved, like he's just standing there and has to throw a pass. It just doesn't work. I don't understand. His footwork is terrible. He's he's mentally weak, is what he is. Yeah, he's mentally weak. He is a broken man, and uh, yeah. it's kind of shitty to see. But get him the fuck out. Sorry, Rogers, come on in, baby. Let's go. Yeah, I just think uh, so. Th- as far as the last part about him being a bad fit for the New York, New Jersey area, I agree with that too. And the thing that annoys me the most is not like what Rogers is like. Uh, performance is going to be like it's more uh the fact that i think that he and if they sign fucking odo beckham too they're going to be like like the football version of Kyrie and kd and it's going to be fucking insufferable like i just i'm not looking forward to that at all um because i don't particularly like either of those dudes <laughs> so just bring me the wins i don't give a shit <laughs> i'm gonna be yeah. honest if they win a ring, then sure, it's all forgiven. But I don't yeah. think they're going to win a ring, and that's going to make it annoying. I mean, uh, we'll see. If if Aaron Rodgers is decent, Aaron Rodgers at least, uh, that's a good team. A good yeah, team. I mean, they could they could go, what, 2015 Broncos route, and even if Rodgers sucks, as long as he gives them, like, 
like the smallest amount of production out of the QB spot and doesn't make a ton of mistakes yeah. like Peyton Manning did that year, then maybe the defense yeah. is good enough. But I'm not totally there. I yet. mean, you put any quarterback on that team from last year other than Zach Wilson and they make the playoffs. Yeah, easily, I might add. So they're going to yeah. make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Oh, they'll definitely make the playoffs. I just question whether they'll make it. Because honestly, I think that Rodgers is super overrated as a postseason quarterback, too. I mean, like, maybe, I think he's he, super role. You got to have something. I think he sucks ass in the playoffs, actually. Let me go that far. Like, that Super Bowl win is a long fucking time ago. Like, (laughs) I don't... I mean, I'm not going to say he is or isn't, but all I'm saying is, generally in football, I feel like the strategy is just get to the playoffs as many times as you can. Yeah. Because you could do anything from there. It's so fucking random. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, football is is maybe the ultimate sport of just get hot. Like yeah. that in baseball, it's like all about like you just get hot in the playoffs. It doesn't matter what your seat is or whatever. As long as right. things are clicking, you're good. So I guess we'll see. I would like to be optimistic, but I by nature. I, I mean, this is I'm obviously impartial on this one, but I, I can't see them beating the Chiefs. But, you know, you never know. I couldn't see them beating the Chiefs either. Or honestly, like a couple other teams either. Like oh, You never know. I, you never know how the Chiefs yeah, are. I think their defense, I think their defense could shut down. I think the defense could shut down any offense pretty much other than the Chiefs offense, but they're going to beat the Bengals or the Bills. I, I think they could. I mean, the Bills offense might be fucking broken. The Bills offense might be broken. Yeah. Yeah. But they beat the Bills this year with the yeah. worst quarterback in history. The Bengals, yeah. the Bengals I would be concerned about. I honestly would not be worried about the Bills. Yeah, exactly. It's the Chiefs, but that's always the thing. It's always been the thing. It was the Patriots before. You beat the Patriots with Mark Sanchez, you can beat the fucking Chiefs with a real good defense and the type of weapons that Rodgers could have. I don't know if if you can. I don't know if you can. I think, uh, no, come on. You're acting like they're unbeatable. They're not unbeatable. I'm not saying they're unbeatable. I'm just saying, like, obviously every team is beatable. I just think that Chiefs offense is, is like, so fucking well-oiled that I, I don't know. You're not going to shut them down, but if you could hold them to 24 points. But I don't know. But like, if Rodgers isn't good, even though the Chiefs defense sucks, I don't know if the Jets' offense can take advantage. Yeah, well, there's also no reason to even worry about playing Chiefs until we see how they play. No, I mean, right. This would happen in literally end of January, so whatever. But, yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, last question. This one's pretty much just for you, Matt. Uh, four years later, which Duke player has had the better of it, Daniel Jones or R.J. Barrett? I mean, I think it's – I would never have guessed this, but it's fucking Daniel Jones. I think you're yeah, right. isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy yeah. to think about? And like, I mean, it's insane, but he, I mean, did he deserve that contract? Probably not, but like, there's no reason to believe he's not going to be better this year than he was last year, considering he played significantly better at the end of the season than he did at the beginning. Number one, number two, they have much better weapons around him this year and probably a better offensive line. Not great still, but definitely better. And it's another year in Dable's offense. Like, yeah, I mean, Jones should probably be like basically at least as good as he was at the end of the year. Um, and RJ, I'm fucking concerned about it. Nobody really asked about RJ, which I was surprised by. I was kind of ready to, to fire off this take, but I am a little bit out on RJ at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm kind of at the point. I'm kind of at the point with RJ where I would not really hold back, including him in a, Oh, I, I I and this is not how I felt last summer. I couldn't give two shits if they trade him for someone. 
Yeah, I didn't feel that way about when he, he was included in the Mitchell. Dis- like when yeah. he was included in the Mitchell discussion, I was like, "Fuck no, you got to keep him." Yeah, yeah. like you got to. He's part of the core. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Now I'm like, if a Mitchell player comes along and it's like you could trade R.J. Barrett for Donovan Mitchell type player, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, yeah let's do it." Baby. Last last summer, yeah. I was like, obviously trade R.Q. instead of R.J. And uh, how? No, I do not feel that way. Flip flop. <laughs> but we're the quicklings, uh, so you know. Yeah. All right. Let's move to our next question. Surprisingly enough, we've made it to the end of the basketball. I don't think James is going to make it. We're we're almost done. Yeah, I think I think James is unfortunately going to miss this one. (laughs) Seems like he's not. I guess this That's what I thought, guys. I'm so being so blatantly sarcastic. I mean, come on, come on. Of course, are you? Are you really? (laughs) There you go. Not not understanding. All right. Uh, so our next question comes to us from ZMP three two three company man hater. Who is your favorite player on this current Knicks team, and why are they your favorite? Ooh, such a good question, actually. Yeah, Pretty forward. Matt, what do you think? Huh? Come back to me. Stop. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll go first this time. Not I think. Negative. <laughs> I think, and this might. This might be a little influenced by recent events, but I I think it might be quickly right now, just from like a pure enjoyment perspective. When I think about it, like what player makes me the happiest when he's playing really well, it's quickly because he's just like, he's got that like effervescent like personality about him where he's like skipping around the court all day and like smiling and he's got all of his little celebrations when he does shit. And, like, he's a really good two-way player, which is awesome. Like, I don't know. I, I like quickly. I think it's just between, like, his – between his, like, personality on the court and how he plays and the fact that he's still on a rookie deal, which always kind of helps guys out, like, when they're when there's, like, the lower expectation of being on a rookie deal and, like, everything could just be fun. Uh, I think it's probably quickly right now. Um, second place would probably be Brunson because there's just something really enjoyable about watching him just like effortlessly go out there and like drop 30 points whenever the fuck he feels like it. So, um, I think it's those two right now would probably be my pick. All right. You guys have had long enough to think Zach or Matt, when, when you, who's going to step up? Who's I don't want to pick quickly. I don't want to pick quickly, which is why I passed originally. Um, I'm going to take Brunson. Um, it's just like basically for a lot of the reasons you were saying in the beginning for quickly, which was just like when Brunson's oh shit, when Brunson's dominating. Sorry, that oh shit was that James popped in just now. Um, when Brunson's dominating, he's like insanely fun to watch, and it just feels so like such a vindication to know that he like everyone like so many people were like oh you're fucking overpaying for a role player, and uh, no, he is exactly what the next thought that he was going to be and is wildly underpaid. So I love it. I just wish he would stay. Not all uh, workers being shortchanged. Did everyone hear that? People getting paid under what they're worth. No, 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 no. Brunson should be well, paid what he's worth. I have no control over the salary cap, which is a wildly anti-worker uh, piece of shit. But I mean, Matt is a Wilpon, so it does not surprise me that he wants to keep all of his players <laughs> under market value. So uh, anyway, anyway, I just I I just really love that that Brunson's like been even better than we expected him to be. 
So, yeah. all right, Matt, shut up. I want to introduce James. Uh, now, welcome into up, the show, man. James Marcita. <laughs> thank hey. you, thank you. Pleasure to be here, fellas. James, you made it just in you made it just in time for the basketball section to be pretty much done. This is our last basketball question. So is it MCU time? It's almost MCU time. Hell yeah. All right. So uh, let me I'll ask you, I'll pose you the same question that we were just answering as you popped in. Uh, who is your favorite Knicks or your favorite player on this current Knicks team and why are they your favorite? I don't know. I feel like that's a question for like eight year old boys. (laughs) <laughs> oh, who's my favorite player you know There's i play for James. <laughs> look I, pl- I play for the name on the front of the jersey not the <laughs> laundry is what's most and you guys you guys called me anti-worker james is fucking <laughs> the laundry over here <laughs> it's it's the knicks then it's patrick ewing and then it's nobody so, so is it safe to say that your favorite player is mr dolan <laughs> yeah oh man all praises due to Mr. Dolan. I don't know if I had to pick someone. the The problem is, um, and this is why I'm such a great fit for a basketball podcast. I have seen like two games in full this year because I'm a fantastic father and living on the West Coast. Uh, like four, four thirty to seven is like the only time of day I need to actually raise my child because she's in daycare uh, for the rest of the day. So I don't have that like minute to minute investment. Um, I'd probably say, you know, quickly or Brunson, like pretty obvious answers. We've had terrible guard play forever. They're both really exciting, really different. Um, it's great watching them play. James, may I, may I introduce you to the concept of DVR? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being real. I don't, I don't rewatch them anymore either. If I miss a game, I used to go back and watch them, but I don't fucking care. I have, you know, life moves on it's okay. yeah it's, it's there's there's two things against it like when it's something that everyone's losing their mind over i'll try to watch like that celtics game um but i i am still like if it's not live it loses a little something something for yeah. me like a lot of something something um and then you know my day job is basketball so it, it like it's so you kind of, you kind of just get sick of like thinking about it after a little bit I and if like i don't get to just like watch it live it i don't out. know Alex, so it's like Am I what? Are you sick of it yet? You're the one who is actually doing what James just described, which is basketball at all times. Yeah. I, I, am I sick of it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. I've done that workload. You get sick yeah, of exactly. it. By, by this point of the season, yeah, it's unfortunate because this is where burnout really kicks in. And yet it's like right when I should be getting excited as a fan of the team. And yet I'm like, oh, God damn it. Bro, How long has it been? That's exactly how the team feels. Like they started yeah. doing that at the exact same time I started being like, okay, let's get to the playoffs already. You know what I mean? I mean, clearly, like fans feel that way around this time too, because like speaking as someone who looks at like analytics of how like certain uh, the two Knicks properties that I'm involved with are doing right now, it's like people just don't give a shit right at this particular moment. Like no matter what happens, like at this point, it's like okay, we had our nine game win streak. Shit was fun. Now it's time for the fucking playoffs. Like, can we just finish up these last like nine, mm-hmm. ten games and just fucking 100%. get to the playoffs already? Yeah, I, I really like don't care what happens in the, in the rest of these games. I just like they finally won again, so I'm just like, okay, let's let's go to fucking April 10th or whatever the playoffs start. 
And another wrinkle for me is that, like, I, there's no world in which... I know people really got excited during the nine-game win streak, but, like, there's no world in which the Knicks are winning the championship, as far as I'm concerned, this year. So yeah. it's like, what? I don't sweat the... <laughs> sorry, sorry, eight-year-old boys. Um, but, <laughs> but so, like, the seeding then becomes, like, way less important, right? Because I'm like, eh, you know, yeah. they're not, they're not going to make... Like, however far they get, that'll be fun. If they get, like, shit on, maybe Thibs is out. I would kind of like to see Great. that at some point. Uh, Alex, can you I mean, ask James the question that um, who who asked that one? The most embarrassing way to to go out and the the most embarrassing or like the most satisfying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's just Zach real quick. Who's your favorite player and why? Before we move on, uh, ooh, ooh, can I drop a hot take? It's Randall, but it's mostly it's not an entertaining thing. Are you a fucking lunatic? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I was going to say I that as a joke am. answer, but it was like too obvious. No, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, James, you know what you should have said? Honestly, even more than Mr. Dolan, you should have said Tibbs is, is your favorite player. <laughs> People would have thought I was serious. And they <laughs> Alfred, Payton. Alfred, Alfred Payton is James's favorite player. Oh, God. That's what I was saying. He said current Knicks, so not applicable. <laughs> Alfred was the He's, secret sauce to that season. Counter <laughs> counterpoint, Zach. Once a Nick, always a Nick. So that's. I don't think that applies for Alfred. Payton. I mean, it, it does. Always a Nick. We should uh, no, do a uh, video tribute to him next time he comes back. <laughs> that's a hilarious idea. They should. You should do that on Strickland account. I, someone yeah, someone should do that. Whoever is like editing yeah. video. I honestly love when teams do video tributes for players who fucking suck for them. Which they they do a lot, weirdly. Yeah, it's you become mean like, like when the Nets watered down. When the when the Nets do like, tributes for Durant and uh, Kyrie. Yeah, like Did you um, see that thing that Golden State's had a tribute ready for Durant for like three years, but he refuses <laughs> to suit up when when they go to <laughs> to the Bay. He hasn't Wait, played since he's left. They're gonna have to do it in the playoffs, which would be very funny. Oh my god, that would be wow! Can they do that? <laughs> so loud. Guess we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but anyway. for real, it's a, it's a, it's a mentality thing. I'm impressed by by the way he was able to. He almost fell into like the mellow hole of like getting too far up your own ass and not getting better in the ways you have to get better. Right. This year, he's become who we wanted him to be, and he's not perfect. And I'm not saying he is, but. Uh, the fact that he was able to do that in the atmosphere that he is in, and he was able to like reflect with the help of a coach, it seems like Johnny Bryant. Uh, I remember reading something about that. Like he deserves a lot of credit for that, honestly. Like the other guys are more entertaining players. I like watching quickly more. Randall is still fucking annoying sometimes, but like I really do have a lot of respect for the way he fell off a fucking cliff and managed to get it back together without having to be traded or anything. Like he just did it yeah all right well that was a good case for julius Randle. but i want to ask james this funny question from earlier uh so james re-asking this franklin chubb question what would be the most embarrassing end to the season the knicks miss the playoffs the knicks get swept by the Cavs, and donovan mitchell annihilates them or tibbs shits himself on the court and tries to cover it up by faking an injury and requesting a wheelchair like paul pierce but no one buys it <laughs> Good question. I refuse to answer it. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we go. Well, you got the seal of approval from Mr. NG- NBA Injury Report himself. So mm-hmm. pretty high praise. All right. Uh, moving on to the the nerd questions. Hey, uh, Alex, before we move on to the nerd questions, did I 
did I like just miss this or did we not do the DraftKings read? Oh, well, that's a good point, Matt. And I'm going to leave it in. Actually, I, pro- I was going to do it, but then James showed up and I forgot. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let me remind everybody real quick that today's show is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Are you ready for the underdogs, the upsets, the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is going on right now. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can store can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. So go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. And uh, damn, have any of you guys been watching the tournament at all? I don't even know who's yeah. in it right oh, now. No, uh, yeah, I've watched almost every game. Oh, who's in it? Who's What's a good bet? What do you think? Uh, UConn has been dominating. Like, I swear to God, they've won every game in a blowout. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that works for me. Okay. UConn, let's go. All right. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. That's DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Now that we did that, now we can get to the nerdy questions. Uh, and our first one, I feel like I'm not going to have too much to say because James is going to love this. I definitely have not seen enough of all these movies to make this list. Um, yeah. So our buddy NYC critic Jake Andrews wants to know, John Wick has had its fourth movie. So it joins the ranks of the comparatively few non-comic, non-fantasy, non-sci-fi related action franchises with four or more movies. Rank them out. There are eight options here. One of them is Other, but the other seven are Lethal Weapon, Fast and Furious, Mission Impossible, Born Identity, Die Hard, Rambo, and John Wick. Uh, And then Jake noted, P.S. I consider Indiana Jones fantasy, so that's why it's not included. James? I'll give you the honors of of making your list first. Oh man, I'm a visual person, so like that that's that shit just say, came in. Oh yeah, this, shit. This you don't have the to... Discord. Can I look at it? No, yeah, you can look at it in Discord. It is right there. All right, never mind. So okay. while you look that up, I forgot that you didn't yeah, have yeah, yeah. access to our mailbag doc. Uh, all right. Oh, okay, so while yeah. while you look that up, look for Jake Andrews's question. Matt, what? It, how right. do you rank these? All right. So I would go first of all. I'm objecting to Indiana Jones not being included. That's ridiculous. Um, so I'm including Indiana Jones. I've, I haven't seen a single fucking lethal weapon movie, so that's just not on my list. All right. Um, I would say counting down from seven Rambo or yeah, seven Rambo. Um, probably Rambo then born above that probably Die Hard above that because the fucking last two Die Hard movies were terrible. Um, then, I mean, it gets tough after that. I mean, do I want? How much do I want to ding Indiana Jones for for Pain in the Crystal Soul being like one of the worst movies ever made? That's really tough. Um, I'm gonna say why would that even be fantasy? That's like a weird call. I don't know. Sorry it's, to interrupt it's an you. Insane but... point for him to make, which is why I objected to it and including Indiana Jones on my yeah. list. It's not fantasy. I mean, if Indiana Jones is fantasy, isn't Fast and the Furious fantasy? 
Like I guess it's like mean, only because it involves shit like opening Pandora's box and like it has elements of the supernatural, but it exists in the real world. It's not yeah. like in an alternate world with like different it, race does creatures. Jake, does Jake and... believe Nazis were never real? Is that what we're learning here? Uh, well, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like yeah, he's a Holocaust denier. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's a good turn. Oh my god. Jake. Yikes, brother. Okay, so where was I? So I had Rambo 7, um, Born 6, Die Hard 5, and then I would say, as much as I love Fast and the Furious, a lot of those movies are, are not good. So probably Fast and the Furious 4. Um, then Mission Impossible, probably three. John Wick two, Indiana Jones one. Okay. All right, uh, James. Now that you've had a chance to look at the list, what do you think? Yeah, I feel like if we're counting Indiana Jones, that's probably at the top. Uh, and then I think Rambo really sucks ass, except for the first one. Yeah, that's why it lasts. It's terrible. Like, I'm not into that vibe at all. Uh, not into Fast and... I'm going to put Fast and the Furious at the bottom. That's been like... that. That's number That's number 1,000. I hate those Oof. movies. I find nothing redeeming about them. Have you seen Fast um, 5? Have you seen Fast 5? It's not a no. Family. No. You should watch Fast 5. Yeah, I'm not, not a family man. Thank you, Wack. <laughs> I don't know. Those just like don't... I'm not against like a stupid movie. I, I I think those are like beyond the pale stupid. I don't think they're like smart <laughs> stupid. I don't know. It, it doesn't it doesn't do it for me. It, uh, it, the line. it definitely chose the line. <laughs> but I'll say I've been giving them a fair chance, and I think yeah, I saw like yeah. the first two, and I was like, I hate. Oh this. well, it's a totally different film series now. Did you know that they literally took a car into space in the last movie? <laughs> I don't. I don't think I knew that. I knew they well, didn't they throw one out of a plane a couple movies ago. Yeah, they did. I think he um, picked yeah. up a torpedo that was in motion at one point from a car. I think I'm not making this up. It, two I movies think, ago, The Rock stopped a submarine essentially yeah. with his hands. Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. He picked. Oh, up you're talking about that? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so this is interesting. I think my my issue with it is I just do not like the actors in Fast and Furious. Mm. Uh, I mean, like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's this, totally this, like, The set pieces or whatever could be great. I'm sure they're like fun. I, but like I just like I don't care about Paul Walker. Rest in peace. Seems like a great guy. I, I don't say, care. Vin Diesel. I don't care about. I actively hate anyone associated with wrestling. So The Rock's out. Uh, uh, like I don't find anyone in there like a charming good actor. Like it's just not not for me. Whereas Mission Impossible is way up there because come on, Tom yeah, Cruise. Well, Mission Impossible I mean, but, actually a fucking awesome movie. I only really know the first one the best. Like oh, well, I should say, like at all. I've seen a lot of the new ones. I've seen them. I've seen the, oh, okay. the one right. where he was in, like the Burj Khalifa or whatever that yeah, yeah, was yeah. called. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. I don't know all the beats the same way I do the first one. Like I saw oh, the first because, one like a million that's times. That's because the last three Mission Impossible movies literally don't have plots. That's it doesn't matter. It doesn't but even matter. so, like that first Mission Impossible. Well, first of all, it has the amazing like just old school technology. Like yeah. it looks like it's from like a thousand years ago. But you know that scene with Tom Cruise like hanging from the ceiling. Iconic with the sweat drop and all that shit. Like that's just so that does it for me. John Wick's really good. I, I John Wick is kind of like Mission Impossible for me, where the first one, like I know super well, and the other ones, like I've seen, not the fourth one. Yeah, uh, not as I haven't seen the fourth one either. Yeah, no spoilers. Yeah, uh, Lethal Weapon. I have like 
was never into at all. So I would put that pretty low. And then Born Identity, they just give me a headache. I don't like the camera work. So that like, they kind of bug me. Although I think I enjoyed the first one vaguely. And then Die Hard, obviously the first one's a classic. And I think about Die Hard with a Vengeance like all the time. And those are only the really, <laughs> the ones I know. Die Hard with a Vengeance, just like anytime it's hot out, like I think of like the beginning of that movie. <laughs> and him with the lot. sign with the racial slur on it is like yeah, such, yeah, yeah. Oh, such a good fucking scene <laughs> and then you have like peak samuel l jackson just screaming the whole time and you've got jeremy irons as like a rhyming british <laughs> villain like it's so much fun so that's like pretty high just for those two movies alone i know i didn't give you a specific ranking but that's kind of my my quick take semi quick take on all of those <clears throat> all right zach do you have any anything to add uh no <laughs> I, I honestly like i i don't fucking remember i remember rambo was like fucking dumb man like it was the peak of the cheesy like was it like 80s early 90s action movie rambo is basically 80s, vietnam war like, yeah, yeah but it's like a yeah. vietnam war like yeah it's, like, it's, it's, it's like the the rambo I don't, it sucks yeah i feel yeah, like the first yeah. one's anti-vietnam war i think you're i think oh, you're right but then like i'm pretty sure the rest of the rambos are all like you know. Yes, then he just goes back and like lights everyone <laughs> yeah. on fire. In a in a like a like a truck with the fifty cal on the back and just like mowing people down. I don't even know if this is in the movie. This could be invented by my brain, but it, that's the only thing I remember. I'm thinking it was dumb. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mission Impossible is good though. Uh, is it Ghost Protocol? Is that the one? What's the one with Henry Cavill? No, that's uh, Fallout, which is which is the oh, fucking I, best one. That one was I like when they know what they're doing and just do it. And like, it's nothing more, you know, here's a, here's a question for the two of you. Cause Alex apparently doesn't give a shit about action movies. Um, what is the best one? Just pick one movie. That's your favorite among all these options. Oh, so I'm torn. I'm torn among mission possible fallout. Yeah. Fast five. And the first Sean Wick. Yeah, I think that's probably. I don't remember Fast Five. All like like James said, they all blend together. My yeah, Fast Five is the one where they literally fucking rip the the safe out of that building. Oh, yeah, they drive yeah. around. That was pretty yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that was insane. Well, no, I mean, for me, like, I need a real movie <laughs> with all due respect. Like, if I'm going to pick my favorite, I want a real action movie. And I agree with you, that would be John McGuire, War, Mission Impossible. Yeah, I mean, that, that's fine. Like, I, Fast Five is also a ridiculous movie. I just think it's the best one of all the, the Fast and Furious sure. ones. Sure. What do you think, James? Uh, Indiana Jones, first one. Yeah, that's reasonable. I kind of forgot about Indiana Jones because I wasn't looking at it on the list. But he's running away from the boulder, switching the bag of sand. You know, the fighting Nazis. Hey, did you know Harrison Ford's going into the MCU? Really? Oh, finally! (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for this moment for years. They somehow they somehow got legendary curmudgeon Harrison Ford to be. Somehow, you know what somehow means is like one hundred million dollars. Oh, well. sure. They're paying him a shit ton of money to, yeah. to be in a Captain America movie, which oh, I find wow. so. I'm the biggest yeah. Is he going to be the new Professor X so they can just wheel him around? No, <laughs> no, that would be good. He's actually, which I find even more funny, taking over a role that William Hurt used to hold because William Hurt is dead. 
And so they recast them as Harrison uh, Ford. They needed another thespian to replace yeah. Mr. Hurt. Yeah. Could it. you imagine him being Professor X and just being like, listen, kid, all right, you're going to have to do some shit with your mutant powers. Okay, this is just how it's going. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Harrison Ford. I, I just, just love played. it. It's so funny that they can they they definitely are paying him so much money to just like be very angry about being in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had always said that he wasn't going to be in that type of shit anymore, and then Disney threw him the bag for Star Wars, and he's like, "All right, I guess I could do it." <laughs> so I have a I have a theory about Harrison Ford, which is like all of his plane crashes are costing him so much money that he has no choice but to act again because he didn't act for like. 10 years and now all of a sudden he's in everything he's in a fucking apple tv show he's in he did star wars again he did star wars again again after telling them you better kill me so i never have to do one of these stupid fucking movies again um, <laughs> he's gonna be in the mcu which sounds like the last thing he would ever do as much as i love the mcu i mean yeah. it's it's very weird yeah has he been in like a n- not one of these movies in no the past he's 20 like years? All, all of a sudden he's like only like in the last five years he's only doing shit he would never do in the past so I think like you know he's crashed too many planes and uh, either Calissa Flockhart said like Harrison you're not allowed to fly planes anymore go back to acting or he like racked up so much debt that she was like you cost us a ton, fuck ton of money go back to acting it's just I didn't deal. know he was crashing planes he's, he's oh, yeah. surviving he's like, in the planes <laughs> I'm not kidding Harrison Ford like constantly crashes planes he's taken away his pilot's license yeah. several times yeah. he continues yeah. to get into planes I don't understand yeah. it so what he like he just like lands them awkward or he's like yeah. smashing yeah. into buildings no, and just like walking out the front door he lands them poorly on yeah purpose. he just doesn't know how to land planes yeah like on golf courses oh. he's like let me try this out let me see how this goes <laughs> and the That's answer is not part. well I mean it's just like classic Harrison Ford behavior he just like doesn't give a shit yeah, He's trying. but He's you know the it. FAA is like, hey, we do give a shit, so they keep taking away his pilot's license. That's un-American. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Harrison Ford in the MCU, I feel like this is a good transition to go to some question from some jackass named our <laughs> beloved Jerry Garcia, whoever the fuck that is. Uh, how old do you think you'll be when you realize how much of your life you wasted consuming MCU content? Matt, what's your thought? Actually, James, what's your thought on this from Mr. Garcia? What do you think? I think that day is going to come for you guys. Am I answering the question for you or for me? For, for you. <laughs> I will answer for myself. Thank you. I, I, I already had my own reckoning with uh, substandard content. Now I only consume the best of the best. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Matt, when... Wait, hold on. Sorry. Have you ever yeah. watched a second of any MCU movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen my fair share. Okay. But I don't usually get deep into like sequels or. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen some shit. I, I... If you want me to like try to remember what I've seen, I could do that. But I, I mean, I'm a little curious, but it's not like that big a deal. I For some reason, the first one that Iron pops. Man. I saw Iron Man. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. I saw Thor Ragnarok. Good choice. Um, yeah, that's that's the one. Someone said that, that was one. good. That yeah. was okay. You know, uh, I don't know. What are the other big ones? I didn't see like Endgame and. The one after that, or was that game? No, other one? way around. Remember, Infinity Wars. Infinity Wars. Oh, the yeah, one. Infinity, right? War. 
that's the economy of storytelling one where you uh, you made fun of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, when people started saying it was like the best movie of all time, I was like, I'm so <laughs> out. I'm out. <laughs> like, I can't do this. So I didn't see either of those. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've seen some though. I knew I've seen. Wait, is X Men MCU? No, no, no. that's DC. Okay. They're no, no, they're they're DC. Marvel. They're just MCU. not MCU. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, what? Yeah, what? I know, I know. <laughs> no, I find it, I'm glad I have company in like the semi. Okay, so so why would they not want to? They're just saving box, that for like ten years down the line. Box, and do box bought the the yeah. rights to the X Men in the nineties. Well, so um, here's here's the very short cliff notes. The so Marvel Comics was like on the verge of going out of business in the nineties. So mm-hmm. then they were like, oh, we got to sell off the film rights to like keep the company alive. So they sold. Um, I actually just read a story about this the other day. So they sold the X Men and related characters, which include like Deadpool, to Fox, and then they were talking to Sony. And they actually tried to get Sony to buy Spider-Man and all the Avengers um, for like $25 million or something. And instead, Sony was like, no, we only want Spider-Man for $10 million. And so they bought Spider-Man. So so then like in the early 2000s, all those movies, they were under the Fox umbrella and under the Sony umbrella. So there was no crossover between those two. And they just existed separately. But then once the MCU started, now Marvel and Disney have reached the point where they've reacquired all the stuff. Um, mostly, they still sort of have like a weird deal with Sony, but they're now to the point where um, the X-Men, like everything that happened in those movies from the early 2000s is now going to loosely be considered part of the MCU as like an alternate. Man, you, you do not need to explain this part. <laughs> Well, that was just the last. That was just the last part. That yeah. was the kicker. Um, yeah, basically, so, like Marvel sold off X Men and Spider Man right. to avoid bankruptcy in the early. Every X Men movie that's been made, including the Deadpool ones, like Alex said, is not MCU. The Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies were not MCU, but the Tom Holland Spider Man movies are. And whenever they make more X Men movies in the future, those will be MCU. But okay. also the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies and does the does the animated Spider Man movie count as MCU? No. No, at least not yet. That makes sense. Makes sense because it's good. Yeah, there are a lot of rumors. There are a lot of rumors that uh, that that's going to change. But I mean, that movie's fucking awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, that was that. That to me was legitimately impressive. I thought that was very good. That first one, uh, I didn't see the sequel, but they made a sequel sequel of the multiverse. You didn't see it because it comes out in in June. Uh, anyway, <laughs> maybe I'm thinking of the video. Uh, whatever. What, anyway, Matt, Matt, how, when when is going to be your reckoning of when you decide that you've consumed too much MCU as James? I, I, I got to be honest. Like, I'm not getting there, but they're fucking dropping the ball to the point where I'm yeah. like, am I gonna like? How much longer am I gonna like watch this shit? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of to the point where I'm like. You know, I'm like less invested than I was like before, like Endgame and whatever. But I would never look back and be like, "Oh, I wasted my time." No, I don't worry. I mean, some of the movies, so many of those movies are I enjoy a lot. It's just more that like I don't know how much longer I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah, I mean that run of movies brought me a lot of joy. I think they need to just start focusing on quality over quantity again, Um, because that's been their biggest issues. They're stretching themselves in their studios Uh and everything too thin. Um, And by the way. Who the fuck knows where we're going? Because 
Jonathan Majors just got arrested, and like I don't know if Kang's happening anymore. Yeah, well, or they'll just recast. I mean, they probably will. But by the side note, he literally got arrested one block from my apartment, which I find very funny. Um, That's kind of crazy. Yeah, but I uh, was not home, unfortunately. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I don't, I won't regret watching the the phase one, two, and three stuff. I'm a little worried about going forward yeah i mean there's still some stuff i'm very excited for there's other things i'm less excited for so we'll just see we'll just see how things go going forward anyway uh all right let's move to our next question in the interest of maybe keeping this pod under two hours that'd be great uh, <laughs> uh jacks 365 uh, wants to know. I haven't watched this yet, so you guys can weigh in, I guess. Uh, how amazing was The Last of Us season one, lads? I I didn't watch, so I can't comment. But Matt, Zach, oh, James, did you guys watch? Pretty good. I liked yeah. it. It was good. I have the exact same opinion as Zach. It was good. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it, like world breaking, but it was good. I liked it a lot. All right. and we'll watch it again. Cool. When season two comes out. James, Whee! did you did you watch it as a video game aficionado? Didn't watch it, didn't play it. <laughs> but you're the only like gamer here, dude. <laughs> gamer. 2K baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh I would play it one day, but I I, I have not. So yeah. I actually just like looked and like I do want to play Last of Us now. I feel like more than I want to watch TV show. And then maybe I'll watch TV show. It's supposed to be one of like the best stories in a video game like ever. So like, I am yeah. curious. I just don't have fucking time is the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Family. all right. Our next question. Next question comes to us from well, it's a, I'm gonna call this a double question. Uh so V Dad Hania, our good buddy Vivek in the in the Discord wants to know Air Max one, Air Max 90, or Air Max 95. And then Dallas <laughs> interjected, which of these is a better entry level shoe? Which is where I was talking in our shoes channel in the Discord, and I talked about how about entry level basketball shoes, and then someone got all pissy about it. Um, I, as the sneaker person here, Air Max One Ninety or Ninety Five. I mean, easy. I'm I'm not a huge Air Max guy at all, really. I'm probably on 95, I think. You would I don't know. Be. I actually kind of love like you. I actually, my favorite is actually the Air Max um, 97 or 98. Uh, I'm trying to refresh my memory. Hold on. You tell me which one is your answer, James, while I look this so up. So I'm a huge Air Max guy, and Air Max 90s have been my beaters for like three or four years now. Um, yeah. Okay. Air Max 97. That's my favorite. I like those ones the best. I like to get like a little drunk and stoned and go to Nike ID and design my own Air Max 90s. Um, usually with like, a, you know, black, gray, red sort of palette. Fine. It matches kind of everything I'm going to wear. Air Max 1s are okay. They feel a little bit more. I'm not anti. And I think I might actually buy a pair. They're like re-releasing them. Um, but I find them a little bit more on that like Jerry Seinfeld wearing sneakers end of the spectrum. To me, there's some they're like very white, I think, and I don't like love like a super white shoe. And 97s or like 95s, there's there's some good ones, but I just don't like that silhouette as much. Okay, that wavy thing. I, I would like to amend the Air Max 90s out of those three are definitely the best one. I was conflating the 95s with the 98s, 
Um, so which are like the 98s. I should have. I don't know why that that got flip flopped in my head because 98s are like a slightly more refined version of the 97s with like a little less going on. Uh, I think my list would be like the 97s, the 98s, the 90s, the ones, and then the uh, then the 95s. I don't like the 95s at all. They look weird. I there's some colorways that are okay, and then some that are like disgusting, and I just can't stand. And, and but those are like normal colorways, not like weird ones. So that's why I I'm also, like, yeah. Yeah, I also love in contemporary shoes the Air Max 270s are fantastic. I really like that shoe. They have like the big old bubble Air Max on the back. They're very cool. Oh, yeah. I have a pair of those that I have never worn. I like bought them one night sort of drunk and I was like, I don't think I can pull these off. But I have a pair that I wear quite a bit. The Dusty Cactus colorway that's like black and white with just like a little hit of like sage green on them. Very cool. So I like that's probably honestly, those are probably my favorite Air Max. I think you need to be like head to toe athleisure to pull those off. I mean, that's like... I mean, that's, that's the, me that, a lot you know, I'm not time. against that. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that's bad. I usually, I'm more, if it's anything, it's like the pants are my yeah. leisure. On the top, I'll have like a Grateful Dead t-shirt, let's say. All right. This is this is a good one. This one, uh, I might I might have to throw this to Zach first because Zach is our preeminent chef here. He is the cooking expert. <laughs> um, are they, is he on a timer? Because we're fucked. Well, we'll see. Let's, let's read this question real quick. There's so, no mention of timer. Yeah, so ZMP323 wants to know, if the death beam was pointed at Earth and you were chosen to cook one dish in your arsenal that would spare the planet if the aliens liked it, what would you chef up? Zach, uh, which, which of your eight-hour recipes would you I mean, where, like, I need more information. Where is aliens coming from? Like, are they, uh... Oh it doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't doesn't matter. Just Can we doesn't start matter. there? Doesn't matter, just cook. Uh one dish in my arsenal maybe like bolognese no wait james is gonna get mad at me james say it right please save this italian i don't care about people. that shit i'm not like that come on oh man it's just gravy. it's just gravy that's sure, it. that does annoy me i'm team sauce but otherwise pronounce it however you feel yeah, like it's, it. it's called gravy all right hey. is that a sopranos reference what, what was alex that was how did you do a better Trump than a generic Italian accent? I don't know. Because I'm not Italian. I don't know. It's late in the show. Alex and I both did Trump accents earlier in the, in the show, James. Uh, uh, an accent or an impression? Um, I would say both. I mean, Trump kind of has a rhetorical question. It's an impression. No, but like he kind of has his own accent to himself. So, All right. So, Zach, you're going to make a bolognese? That's yeah, it's going to be dope. Okay. Matt, what's your signature dish? Um, I would make my mac and cheese. Okay. James, what cheese are you putting your... in there? I just want a little bit more in there. I know you're trying to go to bed, but I need to know the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I put in sharp cheddar and mm. pepper jack and a little bit of Parmesan. Okay. Gruyere. Secret ingredient. I can never yeah, find I'm a little surprised you didn't throw a Gruyere in there. I, because Ooh, yes. I, I was sick of trying to find it. And uh, I said, yeah, forget it. That's a New York City life, actually. Like, they just don't have a greeter. Because <laughs> your, your grocery store is like two aisles. That's it. Yeah, I, I go point. with cheese I know I'm going to find. And it comes out great. So two thumbs up for me. Do you put a little cr- uh, crusty top on there? A little bit? Uh, I used to, but I don't anymore. I used to do the breadcrumbs, but I like it better without the breadcrumbs. So I've stopped okay. doing the breadcrumbs. But, oh. but I used to put 
some uh, paprika in the breadcrumbs, which I now just put straight into the cheese sauce. Okay. Oh, yeah. You just want to slurp that cheese up. No chewing. Yeah, I actually just drink the cheese sauce. I don't even need the mac and cheese. <laughs> just went all in there. <laughs> yeah. Respect. <laughs> all right. Did you get enough details, James? Yeah, I, I, I could still go over some more, but in due deference to you, right. you know, I'll move well. All right, what are you, what are you making, pasta James? shapes, for instance. I knew you wanted to go pasta shapes. We it's, did. It's, I, I go with the, the, the large macarons. Okay. Easier large macarons? It's the eight-year-old boy shape. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you go with? I don't know. I don't. I go with like Annie's mac and cheese for my daughter. I have <laughs> I'd probably do like a rotini or something. I would like a little bit of like a swirly do going on. I respect that. I respect that. And I would like ridges to kind of yeah. to grab. Well, that's the thing. Shows. The bigger macaronis have some ridges, so it's like you can get. Oh, okay. I'm th- I'm thinking of a smooth tube. No, no, no. There's there's say. some ridge okay. in there. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. I like ridges. But again, I just drink the cheese sauce. So I don't even know why we're talking about pasta. All right. So, all right. So, alien. What was the thing we're trying to alien make aliens like it? And so they don't there's it. a death ray pointed at Earth, and you have to cook like your most bomb dish to serve to the aliens to try to save humanity. What are you cooking? Uh, okay. Um. Honestly, like I am a big sauce boy, but like so, like I'll make a bolognese and make just like whatever different kinds of marinaries. Um. But Zach already said that. Um. This is like a very <laughs> wait, I feel like wait, a wait, you, answer. You could I'm turn it boy. into a. You could turn it into a bolognese cook-off between you and Zach and then say, like, instead of killing Earth, why don't you just kill whoever oh, just loses? Kill whoever loses. <laughs> That's, That's, good. That's good. The thing is, Zach would never finish, so James would be one of the same. Yes. Loophole, I just leave. I do like anything like, that takes, like, nine need. hours to cook. And even if it only takes, like, three, like, stretching it out to eight, like, I do enjoy yeah. that. That's That's yeah. a fun part of cooking. Um, this would be like chop style, and wait, they would Alex, be like, "Oh, yeah." I just realized Zach would just bring them Chipotle. Oh, he would. <laughs> and well, he claimed he made it himself. Bring them Chipotle. I would stage it so it looked like I made it. I'm not a fucking. <laughs> That's true. Aliens don't know shit about Chipotle. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know. I feel like I'm stealing from the menu. If anyone has seen that. Oh, we seen. talked about. Yeah, I love the menu. We talked about that. Okay, um, but honestly. I wouldn't say this is like my specialty, but I did like teach myself last year how to make smash burgers and mm. like a really fucking good smash burger, you know, double patty. What's the secret? Um, so one secret is you, you need a really good like spatula setup, like a big oh. flat spatula so you can really get it as thin as possible because you want to cook it in like 90 seconds max. You want the patties thin, really maximize that Maillard reaction. And then just like honestly, like a fucking like uh, you've had a million times secret sauce of like ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise mixed together. Yeah. Uh, you know the right pickles maybe, and a good bun. You know, a little potato bun action. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like undeniable. Like you smell it. Ah, oh, so good. Uh, Sizzle. Yeah. I can hear it in my brain. You know, I went to um, speaking of burgers. I went to Fort Charles the other night for the first time. Goddamn. I don't know what that is. You don't know what that is, Zach? No. James, do you know what that is? If you have not Fort, picked up on it. Uh, no. no. I want to say it's sort of familiar. Gone. Yeah, you were probably already gone. Do you know Al Cheval? No. 
Okay, is well, that a real word? What did you say? Ashaval. So Ashaval is, is is this steakhouse in Chicago with like that makes amazing burgers. They opened up another one in New York, and then they opened up like a higher end restaurant called Four Charles, also in New York, um, which is where I went in. And they have oh, like, you need you need super fatty beef too. You can't get away with like a ninety ten bullshit if you want yeah, to be really good. Eighty twenty, at least. By the way, if you're gonna steal from the menu, obviously what you should do is like just the menu, the aliens, and set them on fire with some s'mores. Hmm. No, that's a spoiler. I'm going to find you and murder you. What are you gonna watch this fucking movie? What like? What? This is the most victim blaming bullshit I've ever had since my last day of work. Since no, like a year. <laughs> oh, oh my god! How dare you? How dare you? Uh, yeah. So my dish, uh, I it's like the recipe I'm most proud of because I actually like made it myself. I make baked cauliflower rice that I then put vegan chorizo in because my wife is a vegetarian. Uh, sauteed up with some uh, peppers and onions and various spices. And then she's vegetarian, not vegan. So we top it with cheese and sour cream. And it's like the one recipe that I've made myself that I think is the best one. So that's what I would feed the aliens. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure, peek behind the curtain. We're on a timer of exactly five minutes to wrap this podcast up now. Because this program that we've been using to record this for years has just apparently switched their their plans. And we only get two hours worth of recording time per month. And if we don't get this done now, then we're fucked. So uh, let's real quick finish this up. All right. G-Baked. Thoughts on this Mark Hamill anecdote and how it relates to The Mandalorian and other Star Wars media. According to Hamill, Star Wars was shot out of order, which meant they filmed some of the scenes that took place after the famous garbage compactor sequence before they ever got into the garbage compactor. Hamill argued that since the script said they had been swimming around in trash, his hair should still be dirty from the aftermath. That's when Hamill launched into a flawless impression of Ford's response. Hey, kid, it's it ain't that kind of movie, Hamill recalled Ford saying. If people are looking at your hair, we're all in big trouble. Ha ha ha. I agree. Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, that's a cool ass quote. What else is there to say? Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, Zan Rosen is back and wants to know our thoughts on the new season of Mandalorian. We couldn't possibly fit that into five minutes. So we might have to save that for the next one, because I know that Zach would go on for about five hours. That's Uh, true. But if anyone here is listening and is in the Strickland discord, go to the star Wars spoiler thread. Cause we've been talking about it a lot. And I feel like only like four people, or five people have been participating it's in it. It's honestly just three of us and G-Bait. Yeah. Because yeah. like you I recommend like, muting that channel. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the thing is, like, quick, quick explainer for people on Discord. You have to click like Marvel Star Wars Nerd Talk, and then you have to click Star Wars spoiler thread. So well, there's, a little, there's a little hashtag button at the top that you have to click on. Yeah, that you have to click, and then you can find the Star Wars stro- spoiler thread button, and you could do it that way. Um, so definitely do that. Uh, all right, so now it's time for Nick's mail that bag after dark. And uh, James is back again. James, explain this question again. Are you guys all upright on your square? What the fuck is the deal with this? Uh, Isaiah Thomas uh, gave an interview and he was crying about how Michael Jordan called him an asshole. And he was demanding that he apologize on national television. And he said, he kept saying how he was upright on his square, he being Isaiah Thomas. He's like, I'm upright on my square. And he said it like 17 times, and I never heard that before. And I thought it was just a hilarious example of like Isaiah Thomas mean nothing bullshit speech that he's been grifting on his entire career. 
Yeah, it's really stupid. Yeah. I mean, I, why yeah. he thinks that Michael Jordan would apologize to him for anything is beyond me. Also, he was intimating that he had apologized behind the scenes, which I don't believe. And he was like, say it on national TV. It's like, what, what are you, my wife? <laughs> and probably what it really was is that Isaiah Thomas like cornered him during the 75th anniversary thing. And was like, "You, I can't believe you said that. And Jordan was like, okay, sorry, dude, whatever. Bye. And just got <laughs> yeah, no way. Jordan was probably like, I'll fucking murder you. Then, <laughs> yeah, Isaiah Thomas walked away. Two well, minutes. I'm up so, right on my square. Uh, anyway, good. Two minutes left. Uh, Jax365 wants to know, should you guys consider taking the Strickland accounts away from Colin? Um, you know, I I had never thought about it before, uh, but just because of this question, I think, uh, yep, click, click, clack, clack, clack. Yeah, I just changed all the passwords. He's gone. So, sorry, Colin. Good one, Alex. Blame Jax. <laughs> all right. Last question with a minute... 45 left. Uh, Duder Adam wants to know, when was the last time each of you was caught by a phishing or social engineering attempt? Please provide the details and your social security numbers. Uh, my social security <laughs> number is 6969 nice. 69, 69420. Nice. Uh, what about nice. you guys? <laughs> uh, same. Weirdly, we have the same social security number. <laughs> That's so crazy. That shouldn't be possible. Yeah. Have wow. any of you either ever been caught in a phishing scam? No, really. <laughs> I, I, I almost said I'm going to make it very fast so we have a minute and, and 12 seconds. All right. So um, when I first started this new job about a year and a half ago, I got an email from an account that was ostensibly from a partner at the firm uh, who I had never dealt with asking if I was in the office. And I was like, yeah, I'm here. Um, and she then replied like, oh, I need you to do me a favor. And I was like, okay, of course, no problem. What do you need? And then she asked me to buy some gift cards for a client. And I was like, that's a little fucking weird. Um and so I just popped in my head into her office. I was like, hey, we barely talked, but are you emailing me right now? And she was like, nope. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is a phishing attempt. And that was that. Cool. Well, All phishing right. password, but they tried to fucking scam me. Uh, so, you know, that's it. I caught it. All on. right. Good story. Where'd you go, buddy? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, watch, watch your accounts because, like, uh, and don't click on any weird things because, like, I work for a YouTuber now and another YouTube channel in the same space just got hacked all to shit and had all their stuff like deleted. 15 seconds. Whole thing. Hmm? 15, we have 10 seconds. Oh, why don't okay. you do that? We're just counting it down. All right, this is <laughs> I thought been, we had like a minute. It, nope. Uh, this is in mixmail.bag episode whatever. Thank you all for listening. Bye.
Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. Yeah, it's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New New episodes of Fly on the Wallin' drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallin' wherever you get your podcasts.